you know what I heard that and one of my favorite things about you know how Julian Assange, this WikiLeaks guy, mm-hmm. he got turfed out. The reason though he was arrested and everything is he got turfed out of his um, safe house or his asylum house wherever he was staying, yeah, holding up because he was keeping his kitchen and bathroom so filthy dirty. Really? Yeah. Apparently, he was, oh. it was just so gross. Really? That's you what I heard. I know, and that makes me feel kind of not so bad about having a gross usually bathroom. a pretty gross bathroom. Myself. Yeah. Yeah, bathrooms get gross really quick. Something you have to like really get be on top of, you know? Yeah. If you wanted to look clean at all. I have a great cleaner. Her name is Kira. She Dude. comes once a month. So it's such a good job that it is like pretty good. That's nice. Yeah. I am the cleaner. Really? The bathroom, yeah. The whole entire bathroom? The whole entire bathroom. Do you ever make your boyfriend do it? No. Would he do it? If you asked him? I think to? we have different um, ideas of what clean is. He's Some really good at tidying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he'll keep things tidy, but just like with like the cleaning parts, I think I just need to do it, you know? But it works together because I'm not good at tidying. Do you think that's a fair balance? I think so. Yeah, because I don't like tidying. I don't like putting away clothing and doing all that. And he's really good at that and quick at it. But I'll do the laundry if he puts it away. But you will get down in there and put your fingers in literal piss and shit. Yeah, I, it doesn't really bother me too much. Wow. Yeah. Um, reason to bring that up is because uh, this week, <laughs> I don't know if it's included the audio from that. Oh, thing. I don't think so. No. I like tried to surprise you by um, talking about a thing we were talking about off the air. Mm-hmm. And you gave me the look, which I know is like, okay, no, no. Don't, don't talk about <laughs> don't. this. Um, because I had this moment, Jen, this week. And I don't ever usually do this. I don't even look usually. Yeah. But I was so proud of a poop that I had taken. Yeah. It was massive. It was like perfectly together. It was like in the shape of an S in my toilet. Wow. It was like, um, it it was the perfect impression it looked like of what inside of my body is. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned that to you just in the office. Yeah. And you were like, oh my God, me too, right? Yeah. I had a, like, it wasn't quite an S. It was a C. Oh, okay. But like almost close C. And I was like oh my gosh, like I almost took my phone out and took a photo of it and sent it to my sister because I, I don't know, that just felt like I needed to show someone because I was so proud of it. <laughs> and I didn't. And I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if like we're there still. Like I really hope we are. You and but your I sisters. Don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they would take it okay. You used to do this with them? I Well, we used to, yeah. And then um, we I used to do that to my roommate because I knew that he did not like poo. <laughs> and it was like a really funny thing that me and my, my other roommate, we did to him. <laughs> So, so we would like send him throughout the day just pictures of that and he would get really upset with us and it was funny. He invited me to the wedding, his wedding that he's having. Oh. So I think we're still friends. We're oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. He just didn't like that. Um, um, but then w- <laughs> when you told me that, I was like, can we send photos together of each other's poops when we're really proud? Are we there, Paul? And we had a realization that we are. I because think. I have never done that before. No? There's no one in my life. Wow. And... um. And I don't know why, but I thought for some reason, I thought, I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to Jenny. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I didn't know that you had done this before in your life. I don't know why I thought you'd be the- And then I was just like, um, you might get fired for that. That like, sh- imagine just like you open your phone and just saw a colossal shit in a toilet. That's like an assault almost. Yeah. I would go to Boston and be like, this is what Paul has done. He'd be like, that. That's it. That's the final straw. Yes. I would be fired for that. I, well, I had a feeling. I don't think so. I think it's funny. So anyways, I think I'm, because I'm new to it. I don't yeah, want people I'm going through my phone and like seeing a picture of a you colossal right shit. After. Oh, no. But you want to look back on it and be like, wow, that was really cool of me to do. Do I? <laughs> yeah. Like you had pictures in your phone of shits. I did. Not anymore. But I did. Okay. You got to. It's so fun. You'll love it. You got to, uh, yeah. I What I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to, like, take the picture, and then I'm going to get to work, and I'm just going to, like, open it up on my phone. I'm just going to, like, Splash slide it across the room to you. Like, do you want this? And I'll be like, you can pick it yes up and look no. at it. And yeah. then I'll be like, okay, thank you. Is there one on here right now? No, okay. there's not. I was like, whoa. I don't know if that I'm there. So I don't know. You, it's hard. It's hard to take that phone and be like, I'm going to send it to a person. A person is going to see this. Even just like leaning over the toilet, making sure I get the light right. Yeah, you want it to Does be... it really look impressive? Yeah, yeah. Email question of the week. <laughs> Do you take and send pictures of your shits? <laughs> Let us know. Paul at thezone.fm, Jenny at thezone.fm. Thanks for listening. So much. <laughs>
Oh, we should say this week, too, um, oh. was bear week. Yeah. So there's a lot of bear stories and facts and stuff like that. We all phoned it in so hard on bear week this year. We did. It was a short week. No one really gave, gave a shit about it. Um, I reached out to a bunch of like professors and authors and all yeah, these people who, yeah, they just all got back to me today and we're, and we're like, yeah, sounds fun. When do you want to do this? And I'm like, no week's over, dude. Yeah. Frig off you friggin' guy with your polar bear. <laughs> I don't actually care well, about fuck you. Off. Yeah. I don't care about you at all. No. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll talk to more bear people in coming weeks. I don't know. Well, people yeah. want to do the interviews, but anyways, enjoy what's here. Okay. Yep. Thanks. The Lion King trailer came out. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. I know. I got legit chills when the James Earl Jones voice came on. I legit chills. Dude, it looks good. Yeah. And I love that movie. Yeah. That movie is good. Except it's sad. Remember when Mufasa died? Sorry for the spoiler of this movie that came out in 94. But yeah. Imagine that, though, with lions that actually look like lions. I know. I'm going to be a mess. Yeah, I a hope I mess. see it with you. I want to hear you just blubbering and crying in the I would theater. love to see it with you. It's a movie I'm into. Um, Man. I, I like, too, that uh, just before we went on here, I had to explain to you the difference between a live-action movie and... Uh, okay, <laughs> okay what, CGI, what? because everywhere I'm reading, they're like, okay, for the first, t- for the second time, for the third time, <laughs> for the hundredth time, this Lion King movie is not live-action. And I thought it was, isn't it? Re- well... It's not like real lions, obviously. They're CGI But what lions. is the difference between live action and CGI? Why are all these people upset? Well, I think because there's, there's a distinct difference between a live action movie is when things that are actually exist happen and these people point cameras at it, whereas this was generated in a computer. Never happened. So Which they is why They didn't like, use those cool little things that they attach to people and make a move or whatever. What do they attach that to a real lion and then recreate a computer generated lion? Did they not do that? You know, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you confidently, but maybe. But um, but but either way, yeah. I think it is CGI, and that alone, like these lions look photorealistic. I'm, I'm going to call it so live action because it, it looks yeah. alive to me. That's this is a huge accomplishment in filmmaking. Yeah. If it looks that real, really to be does. honest. Looking forward to it. That's coming out July 18th. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> I know the answer already. None of my business. It is absolutely none of your business. None of my business. Oh, can you talk about the sweat bees? Oh, because you really wanted to talk about that today. <clears throat> Do you know that there are bees that are attracted to perspiration? <laughs> and they are attracted to sweat? And this woman, this poor woman, mm. went to the doctor because she thought she was having an eye infection of sorts. And you know what they found oh in God. her eye? Oh, no. Four sweat bees. This in is in Taiwan. Eye? Okay, so we don't have... I don't know if we have these bees here. Okay. They're not common here. I've never heard of them here. Yeah. But in Taiwan, this is where it happened. They were in her eye. These little bees. There was four of them. What Still are you living, talking about? Like inside the eyelid? On, the, on her tears. They were drinking her tears. <laughs> okay? There are bees that exist in the world that drink people's tears. Okay, and they sting. So, she's okay. Is she? Well, physically, probably. <laughs> but, like, after that, I don't know. That's that's some messed up stuff. Yeah. So, I was, I was just blown away hearing that they exist. Yeah, I'm upset about this. Right? Although- Isn't that disgusting? Sorry, I'm, like, itching my skin now because it makes my skin crawl. And they're attracted to the sweat? They're attracted. They suckle on it and on tears, like the saltiness, I guess. Well, I'm not particularly worried about this because I'm not very sweaty, not nearly as sweaty as you. I'm always sweating. Constantly sweating. And I have never cried, so. You've never. That's a lie. You've cried. Well, yeah, but tears don't come out of me. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> so, my goal now is to make you cry. <laughs> so I understand how this would be scary to you. Yeah. And, yeah, wow. Yeah, so, that's, so that's great, everyone. Um, <laughs> if you're looking just for something to, you know, scare your children with, maybe like before bed tonight, like, hey, you better be good or those Taiwanese sweat bees are coming <laughs> oh after you. Gosh. Hey, quit your crying. You want a bunch of Taiwanese sweat bees, tear bees Don't coming at you? tell people not to cry. Oh, kids, cry they're being bad, right? Oh, they're being naughty. Yeah. Hey, knock the crying off. Those bees are coming after you. Oh, my gosh. Sleep tight. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. 
Big news today is that the iconic 90s beverage, clearly Canadian, is uh, back in stores at Thrifty Foods. Now, this all happened because there was a crowdfunding campaign. I guess, I don't know, something got shared on social media. People mm. had this, like, nostalgic feeling towards clearly Canadian. You remember right. that drink, right? It's like a fizzy water that's flavored. Wasn't my thing, but... I remember the iconic bottle. The bottle, right? Yeah. It just like brings back so much memories just looking at it. It's a nice glass bottle, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, there was a crowdfunding campaign that started. Over 14,000 uh, fans decided to help with production. And now they're back in stores and they're asking for people's support, which I think is pretty cool. And it's not just because of like they wanted to bring it back. Clearly, Canadian was like, okay, we've had our time. But now all these fans are coming out of the works and being like, hey, let's bring this back. Let's bring back these good memories, which I think is really sweet to see. But it got me thinking about, like, what else from the 90s do I wish would make a a resurface? Let me, before you go into that, let me derail you for a minute here. Okay, why? Because this whole thing of, like, the internet and now we just want to bring back the things from our childhood or this nostalgia. We're all going to just drown in nostalgia, everybody. Mm-hmm. Just, like, nostalgia is, you know, something that we should just engage in briefly and then moving on. You can't go back in time. You got to keep moving forward. Yeah. People who like cling to nostalgia, it's just like, come on, just make your life good now. Yeah, I know. Okay, you can't get the fizzy water that reminds you of back when you were like a teenager and getting your first smooches in the backseat of their car. Moving on. What's good about your life right now? Raise your kids. Focus up. Go to work. That's what I like. All this nostalgia constantly. Some 41 over and over again. I'm just like, enough. Moving forward. What's going on now? Yeah. Eyes forward. That's what I... And the internet has given these nostalgia cravers a voice. And now the superstar is like, okay, I guess we put these back into production. You're going to drown in nostalgia, everybody. But go on. You don't want Rec to get rid of cell phones? Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to derail. Because no, I'm I, just like, I oh, you know everything was better when we were children. Make America great again. You know, yeah, like, yeah. honestly, that's what it's like to me. And I'm just like, focus like, on. We got to move forward. I, I get that. But I think with something so simple as a uh, beverage, I don't <laughs> no, think I'm it's sorry. a big deal. <laughs> but I no, it's okay. But in other ways, absolutely. <laughs> I think we need to keep moving forward when it comes to the way we think about society and like keep moving forward with people's rights and things like that. But when it comes to a beverage that people liked, why not bring it back? That's how I feel. <laughs> just like, anyway. just Tyler's like, Pogs. Tyler's, I love Pogs. Pogs. Yeah, you're right. Dude, Pogs. I love Pogs. Back. <laughs> so when I think of the 90s, I think of playing the recorder because that's what we learned in music class. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. wondering, do kids still learn the recorder in school? I think or, hell yeah, they it, do. I think of it as such like a 90s instrument, right? Mm-hmm. And I always wondered why that instrument, probably because it's the cheapest, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. But I'm curious, do people still learn the recorder? Parents, please, are you still damned by the horrible noise of your child practicing their recorder? Do, do, do. Do, do, oh, ah, I got to start over. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> this piqued my interest because I'm one of those people who I'm, I'm kind of starting to be okay with the fact that I might be renting my entire life. No. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. If I want to stay in Victoria, chances are I'll probably be renting forever. Mm. Yeah just the way it is right now man forever's a long time though it is a long time but then i, I saw this uh, news article today and uh in langford there's these new like rent to own housing programs which i've never heard of with housing i've heard it for furniture and things like that yeah sure but this kind of piqued my interest so what it is it's um a building on reunion avenue near kelly road and what they are offering is that renters can apply 25% of their monthly rent toward the purchase of a new home, but it's at a different condo, but okay. the same sort of building management and everything. So someone would be paying, say, $2,000 a month for a two-bedroom, which is not that bad at the, the pricing that we have you now. It's like market standard. It's a little bit over market value, but, but I think that's fi- the point of it, right? But 500 of that is going right. towards a down payment at a future condo, which is kind of neat to think about. I was reading into this because, you know, it sounds almost too good to be true. You know, it's like if that's the situation that you're in, I thought like, oh, I don't know. This is, are they going to try and take advantage of people doing this? Or is there, well, I don't know. That's why I wanted to research it. It just sounds good. 
Um, apparently, this is a more common thing in the States. Okay. And no, actually, it looks like it's pretty legit. I think it's a really good, I mean, look, I did like one page of research, but yeah. it seems like it's a pretty good solution or an option for people, like you're saying, like yourself, that um, instead of just paying that rent and yeah. have it go into a hole. Right. Or even like, even if you're renting now and it's a little bit cheap and then trying to squirrel away for a down payment. I think the thing is though, it's like when you're in there, you're like, you've got a little bit of that peace of mind that every month you are paying towards eventually owning something mm-hmm. one day. And mm-hmm. to be really honest, that's kind of how you feel when you get into a mortgage anyways. Right. You get it. You're like, oh great. I own this condo. And this is like, no, <laughs> you own maybe 10 to 20% of this condo a bank owns the rest of this condo. Yeah. And so start putting money up there, kiddo, in your mortgage every month or else, no, you don't own anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are interested in looking into this, um, leasing is starting on April 13th. Oh, that's tomorrow. Uh, with occupancy planned for the fall of 2019. Jenny bought me a bagel one time. and It was so weird. It was like... Uh, uh, it was like a cinnamon bagel with mm-hmm. an orange-flavored cream cheese. What a yeah. weird bagel that was. Was it good? It was good. And then it stayed with me all through the night. Oh. So I had these burps that were like a weirdo mix of cinnamon and orange mixed together. But then like the cream is no good, and you know. And I was like, oh, 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 Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> like, in Every the time night. you burped. Yeah. Do you... Okay, remember last week or two weeks ago when we were apart from each other and it was like you were saying, what is this? What is a spring flavor? Yeah. Maybe that's what it should be. Cinnamon, Cinnamon. and orange. I don't think together. so. I think that's more Christmas. Orange! What about the orange? The flavor of orange? Maybe. That's Oranges spring, are like, refreshing and good. Citrus. Citruses. Uh, orange popsicles. Yeah. It's not quite cold or warm enough out for or- for purple popsicles, so you do the orange You're not ones. quite like full fruit flavors yeah. like summer, right? And it, well, I'm thinking of like beers. That's always where my mind right. goes. I'm thinking of like citrusy beers, beers. that are out, you know? Yeah, because what's the summer beer flavor? Just like light. Light, fruity. Right? Like, yum, yum. Yeah, mm-hmm. like super, super light lagers. That's it. Cool. We cool go, stuff. team. Surfing is coming to the Olympics in 2020. Did you know that? Oh, in Tokyo, there will be surfing at the Olympics, Good. which makes perfect sense. I, you know, it's like to watch surfing is such a cool sport. I'll mm-hmm. watch surfing way over. Oh god, I don't know what's one of the boring sports at the Olympics. Jumping. Yeah, jumping. That That's right. That's right. I hate when there's like the jumping competition is on, it and they're like, "This person jumps a lot," and everyone's like. No, I think it's actually pretty cool to watch, too. Jumping's like, how not do you jump thing? that far? Oh, you're talking about long that? jump? Yeah, I don't know. There's all kinds of jumping. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if that's what the Olympics was? It's just like, how, how high can you jump? Can you do a cool jump? <laughs> do a flip. They should do freestyle jumping. You just jump how you want. Freestyle jumping at the Olympics 2020. Anyway. No, but surfing will be legit in Tokyo. So Surf Canada is going to be looking for the best uh, here on the island, and mm-hmm. they are doing that at the upcoming National Championships in Tofino, May 10th through 12th at uh, Wikikanish Beach. That is going to be awesome. That's going to be really cool because it's the Rip Curl Pro like Surfing Championship, um, and then people will also be qualified for the Olympics, which is pretty neat. So there's yeah. this like added layer of um, intensity, and like there's so much at stake, you totally. know? Can you imagine being like that? You go down to history as being on Canada's very first surfing team inaugural surfing team that's really maybe cool. even someone who grew up here on vancouver island mm-hmm. how are they gonna get the cameras out over the water to get the good viewpoints of the surfers i reckon i want drones I mean. man do, do you think drones drones yeah flip your drones zooms chris says tennis equals boring i like tennis i think it's high intensity i like those high intensity sports a lot of grunting going on that's for that's, that's for sure yeah tyler says watching baseball on tv is like watching paint dry you know what i love playing baseball play well softball too but I don't like watching it. I love watching it. It puts me to sleep. It's soothing. See, is that a good thing? <laughs> no. Okay. And again, baseball highlights, the most exciting oh, of all sports. Highlights. That's where it's at. Highlights, baby. Yeah. Danny says, dressage, horse racing. Horse dancing. Horse dancing. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Not a lot of action happening there. Just the horse is doing a clip-clop and a prance about <laughs> So last year we got news that Willie's Cafe and Bakery, you know, on uh, Johnson Street, Mm -hmm. that closed down permanently. Um, I really like that restaurant. 
I think like the the atmosphere in there was fantastic. They had that cool sunroom area. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It's a really neat space. Now today, rumors are swirling that a cannabis infused restaurant is set to be opening in right. that location. You sent me this link and. It's we can only find it really from one news source, and it's not yeah. one of the most reputable in town. Yeah. Let's just say that. So, but so we don't know if this is really real. But let's let's proceed as if a cannabis infused restaurant were coming to Victoria. Yeah. What are your thoughts around that? I I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Um, don't want to reveal too much, but I just I don't want to be in public when consuming cannabis. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, some people do, and that could be an interesting thing, and it could open like a, a whole new kind of um, side of restaurant industry, you know, where you use in- cannabis infusions. It could be really cool, like for chefs and things like that, right. but I also don't know how it's going to work with the government because as of right now, it's not legal to have say, edibles. Yeah. So. You can't even go down and buy a weed gummy yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so. so I don't know if they're just, they're talking too much in advance. That's why I'm kind of like iffy about this, but... Uh, they're saying that uh, restaurants and things like this are expected to be allowed in 2020. So mm. they're kind of gearing oh, okay. up for okay. that. Look at, um, as someone who doesn't smoke weed, right? Like I don't smoke pot because I never liked smoking the pot and and the pot. Yeah, really, yeah. right? Yeah. And I never liked smoking it and getting high like that. So I, yeah. I'm down with this. I am looking forward to the day where yeah, you can just go and buy a weed gummy, and I can get a little buzz or whatever going that way. And in terms of this too, it's like great if there's a uh, a restaurant because you were you were saying to me off the other like oh well, people are gonna get like blitzed out like totally I don't want them wandering around totally high because um, they no go it in was this more restaurant. like personally <laughs> you didn't want to yeah, do that yeah, yeah. yeah. okay well yeah. I don't think that that's what's gonna be like I think yeah. I'm gonna go in there I'm gonna get a little pasta primavera with a little, that's got a bit of weed or taste Just a or little whatever bit. little baby bit I have an ice full tummy full of the delicious meal and then I'm like buzzing a tiny bit I'm like cool great I ate at a weed weed restaurant tonight mm-hmm. sweet cool and then I go to sleep I think that'll be fine I think yeah. that for people like me who don't like smoking it I'll be a more fun way to partake my dudes mm-hmm mm. well we'll see if it actually rolls out see if uh, anyone else picks this up but uh, yeah apparently a weed infused restaurant could be coming to Victoria This one time I put my face on like, what kind of celebrity do you look like? And it said I looked like a baby hippo, okay? So now Paul is showing and comparing photos of me and a baby hippo to people. Yeah. To Lauren, our lovely promo look diva. It. She looks just like a baby hippo, doesn't she? <laughs> so, come, come say that, what? But you agree? I think Jenny's cuter than a baby hippo. But Thank you. you agree that the similarities are there, right? <laughs> Maybe the ears. <laughs> How about the lips? The cheeks oh. and the lips. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I, I, mean, I got the cheeks for sure. The little eyes as well. I'm not a good swimmer though. <laughs> so. I love the way that you flick your ears when you're like in the water. That's really Thank cute. You. Thank yeah. you so much. You. And how I just look wet all the time. Yeah. I'm just constantly sweating. That's the sweat. Don't on hippos you, sweat a, like a pink color? That's what I heard. <laughs> My favorite thing to do at Bear Week is just ask his owners for stories because sometimes some wild ones come to the surface. Well, this is exactly why when I invented Bear Week, thank you very much, uh, many years ago, that was the whole point of it mm-hmm. was that, you know, Discovery Channel does the Shark Week. How many times have you run into a shark in your whole life, Jen? I, well, are dogfish sharks? They're like a type of shark. For the, for the point of, I'm trying to make here, I'm going to say no, they don't count as sharks. So <laughs> No, so zero times. Maybe once or twice. So, okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> but run, people run into bears all, all the time. Bad, They're yeah. where we live. Yeah, a bear could kick open the studio door right now and maul us to death if it wanted to. Yeah, that is the reality of bears. Mm-hmm. And so many people have run-ins with bears, and that's why when you say, "Hey, you ever seen a bear?" People call up and they say, "Yeah." Here's a story about one time I had an, a run-in and an encounter with a bear. Yeah. Now, if you share your story, we'll. Uh possibly give you a free t-shirt we've got these really sweet custom-made bear week t-shirts and uh, we also have tickets to go to the imax victoria's great bear rainforest which has been getting incredible reviews and uh, yeah we'll give you free tickets for that um i was digging through my old bear week folders Mm -hmm. from the years past and this story was one of my favorites shared on the zone 
it's not actually my story, unfortunately, but it's my aunt and uncle in Whistler. And they had a bear that was prowling around their house. And then it went down toward the driveway, toward their minivan, and started banging on their minivan. So she grabbed her keys and was trying to make the alarm go off to scare the bear away, but instead pushed the button that opened the automatic door. And the bear went in. No! And in her panic, she closed the door. No! And closed the bear in the minivan. (laughs) And then the bear started trying to get out and destroying the inside of the car until my uncle came down because she was screaming and then managed to get the door open and let the bear out. But their van was, like, pretty trashed. It scratched everything up. (laughs) Zoner Helen texted in and uh, said that she is working on saving bear dens on uh, Vancouver Island. Helen, can you tell us your uh, sort of association with bears? I'm a wildlife biologist. I've been working on bears for my entire career, which is now 27 years. And uh, I did my master's thesis on black bear denning on North Vancouver Island and have been trying ever since then to get the BC government to protect black bear den sites because they den in large old growth trees or debris left from old growth logging like the stumps or the logs and uh, those sites need to be protected as we lose more and more of them due to logging. I've been trying to get them to protect them which hasn't been working so I started, I launched a complaint with the Forest Practices Board last Monday and then launched a social media campaign to back it up with the hashtag SaveBCBearDens and uh, put that on Twitter and Instagram. Right on. So if we go to that hashtag, obviously, like even on Instagram, I would love to see some pictures of exactly what you're talking about. Is that there? There is some, yeah. They can certainly write Doug Donaldson, the Minister of Forests, or George Heyman, the Ministry of Environment. Okay. Um, certainly, I'm getting some support from uh, the BC Green Party and uh, some of those other kind of campaigns. Right on. So it's just to raise awareness and show that this is an issue that's happening. Because, yeah, I had no idea this was going on. The the bear dens are protected on Haida Gwaii in the Great Bear Rainforest. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually have more logging than those places. So why would they be protected in places with less logging than down here? The same bears, they need the same trees and logs as as those bears. So it seems like a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. So what would be the best way for people to support then to like retweet um, sure. the hashtag yeah. tweets? Uh, retweet and, and tag all those people who are responsible, like George Heyman. And um, yeah, help me out. Help the bears. Help the bears. Have you ever uh, spent any time watching the bear cams? Oh, I love those. It's, I love the highlights. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. But literally, like you could just put it on in the house and just walk away and just let the bears. I love when they particularly get the bear cam pointed at the waterfalls and the bears, you see them coming and going, just Mm -hmm. try and gobble up as much salmon as possible, right? Well, um, the Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska uh, teamed up with explore.org slash bears, who runs the bear cams, and uh, ran a fattest bear bracket last year. Um, Jen, bears need to eat need to eat one year's worth of food in six months to put on enough weight to be able to survive hibernation. So being plump is very important. And Super it is a title plump. that is, you know, important to a bear too. Fattest bear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you win fattest bear, you win increased chances of surviving the winter. Yes. And that's why those bears chow down on so much salmon. Nutrient-rich, nice and fatty. They love mm-hmm. big, fat salmon. That's why they're there at those uh, waterfalls fishing for salmon. Uh, last year's winner in the uh, fattest bear bracket was a bear named 409. Uh, I think they could have done better. They nicknamed name. her uh, Bead Nose. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And if you go and look at the Zone's Facebook page, you can see I've posted a before and after picture. Uh, before from June 29th, 2018, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, the after is September 30th, 2018, and in those short months, Bead Nose, number 409 grizzly bear, has blossomed and ballooned into one of the fattest bears you've ever seen. It looks like it's uncomfortable for her to even move, yeah. but I think we can all relate to just chowing down to an unhealthy level, getting nice and fat and just feeling so fat and just being like, okay, time for a nap. Yes. So she won last year. Uh, grizzly bears get from anywhere from between 700 and 1,700 pounds. Holy. 
before they go in for hibernation. So please go have a look at this bear being very fat and to send her a nice congratulations, please. Way to go, Beep Nose 409. We love you. Quadra Village Garbage Bird season is starting up. It's our softball team. I think our first game is, what, April 30th? And this year, we are going to look good. We got these new, like, beautiful jerseys, like classic baseball jerseys with mm-hmm. the buttons and everything, yeah. which is good because we needed something, right? Because we're not good players. No. We, we came in, like, last last year. Um, oh, by a lot. By a lot, yeah. It's incredible how beautiful these jerseys are. We are going to be the nicest dressed team in our league with the wor- absolute worst record. But we do have, like, the real... We have a fun time. We're one of the funnest teams, I think, too. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's some people who take it really seriously, like, which I, seriously. I don't yeah, like. And they, like, strike out. Why are we doing that? stomping around. If we're not good, things, let's just like, own that and yeah. then just have fun, drink some beers. That's the point. Throw the ball around, you know? Yeah. That's why we're at the bottom it's nice to be of outside. the league. Yeah. Literally the bottom. Anyways, we're going to look great. We're going to look <laughs> you good, should all though, come. this year. You're going to have fun come at have the fun games. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm, we- I don't hope I don't even play this year, honestly. I just want to sit on the bench, drink, and have fun. Yeah, Anyways, we've got these beautiful jerseys. <laughs> we got these beautiful jerseys. Yeah. And Caleb Kirby, who you may know, we talk about him. He's a writer here at the radio station as well. He does uh, play-by-play for the Victoria Royals, or rather uh, color commentary sometimes. Also, he's got a podcast between the stammers. All right. He left his brand-new jersey the day he got it on Friday in his car. Yeah. And that was enough to lure some ne'er-do-well in to break into his car, and he, they stole that. Oh, no. Uh, a crappy, crummy beach blanket that who knows what oh, has yeah, gone down on that. Sand fleas all over it. And some, like, allergy medicine. So it is possible that you are likely going to see out there in the world somewhere some person wearing a Quadra Village Garbage Bird's jersey with a number 23 on the back that stole that jersey from our guy it's hard to miss the front has a crow smoking a dart yeah with q v g b and then the zone and the q on the sleeve that's right sponsored yep and then the number on the back it's a white jersey with black font if you see it anywhere I don't know what to do. Yeah. I wouldn't approach the person. Don't, no. <laughs> Just, like, let us know. Just let us know. know if you see it around. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be this, like, thing out in the community now. And honestly, I hope I see him, too. And I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm, what am I going to do? And be like, hey, you shouldn't do that. But enjoy your jersey now, I guess. I don't know. Keep your eyes out. And now, something about bears. Okay. So, there's this new Netflix show called You Versus Wild. And uh, it's uh, a show with Bear Grylls. His name is Bear Grylls. Right. Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Yeah, first name Bear. So cool. So cool. Yeah, love that. But that's not it. That's not, uh, there's more to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> like, okay. Wow. That's terrible. Uh, really okay. this <laughs> so I'm noticing those like choose your own adventure style Netflix series are kind of becoming popular. We saw it with Bandersnatch. Yep. We saw it with like Destination 3 or whatever, Final Destination 3 back in the day right. too. Uh, so it's like that. So it's like one of those manhunting shows where guys trying to survive in the wild and you get to choose what way he goes, like what he does in the wild. And at one point, there is a decision between eating bear poo and search for food. And you would automatically think, oh, search for food is the right thing to do. But, right? Why would you eat bear poo? But then everyone who's watching is like, I kind of want to see him do it. And this is how this works with this reality show is yeah. like people in real time can vote on what he does. Yes. And then he does it. Yes. Yeah, wild. So obviously it's the internet. Yeah. So of course they said eat bear poo. Of course. And you actually can. This is what's interesting. Um, if you're ever in the wild and you can't source food, you can eat bear poo because there's undigested nuts and seeds in it. And if you rinse it off, you could technically eat those nuts and seeds that okay. have gone through the bear's digestive system. Okay. So this is not exactly chowing down on a bear's turd 
Like a big yeah. old Henry bar. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't You're recommend that. You're kind of matter find away. a river, you know, right. rinse away that stuff. It's like you're panning for gold like yeah. an old prospector and get looking for instead of gold nuggets, you're looking for seeds that didn't get digested in the bear's small intestine. That's right. Gotcha. You can survive one more day in the wild because of this. Wild story out of Esquimalt last week. Mm -hmm. Heartbreaking and sad. An apartment fire saw um, a woman uh, lose her life, unfortunately. She was up on the fourth floor and couldn't get down to safety and unfortunately died. Mm -hmm. And um, what made this story maybe even worse was that her cat, freaking out from the fire, this like timid, sweet cat, jumped from the fourth floor of the building and then was lost. Yeah. Traumatized, running away from, you know, the scariest thing you can imagine. <clears throat> yeah. We have some good news to follow up on in this story. Blueberry has been found. Yes. I'm so happy to hear that. And it's all due to the incredible work of volunteers at Find Lost and Escaped Cats, Fleck. God, they do they good do work. They do incredible work. And I was watching their Facebook just looking for updates in the past like 10 days. And every day there was new updates about groups getting together, like huge groups of people coming together, putting up posters and looking everywhere around the apartment and beyond they ended up finding blueberry the cat um under a thorn bush in uh, behind the apartment and mm. was just like so terrified um blueberry had some burns like really bad burns All and her little singed, whiskers were like off singed, singed yeah off. completely <laughs> yeah so she's been through some really rough times uh but they're saying that she's on the road to recovery doing really well at the vet hospital and getting taken care of which is good you're convinced that the woman's family or somebody will want to adopt Blueberry, and maybe yeah. that might be true, but if I they don't, so. I just think, Jen, you should adopt Blueberry. I would love to. Okay, she looked kind of similar to your cat. They could be cousins. They could be sisters. They could be best friends. They're best friends already. Okay, your cat would be nice to her. Yeah. You would be extra nice to her. You're a nice cat owner. Yeah, if, if Blueberry right. needs an, a family member, I'm there. Today is a uh, big election day for our neighbors over in Alberta. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, if you know anyone in Alberta, you know, maybe just call them up and encourage them to get out there and do their democratic duty and all that. But uh, really, uh, as I'm following the Alberta news, you know, a little bit, mm. um, from what I can understand is it's a really, it's quite a, a, a large uh, decision, a big, important decision to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to choose between the uh, pro-pipeline party and the frigia pro-pipeline party. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. That's true. And uh, what's important about this, too, is that it's going to affect BC, too, right? There's yeah. a lot on the line on this election. Yeah, we probably should keep an eye on it for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll be following it, that's for sure. It's on our TV all day. I think, what is Can it? Can we put on baseball highlights instead? Yeah, we could do that. No problem. Yeah, that'd be really- it's Bear Week, and there's some big news in Bear News today. And now, something about bears. One of the most popular bears in pop culture is Smokey the Bear, preventing wildfires across the world. Absolutely. Right? Apparently, Smokey the Bear is celebrating 75 years in the spotlight. And for his 75th birthday, they decided to, I guess, get rid. (laughs) And kind of revamp it. So it kind of fits with the modern age. No, please. I hope they don't get rid. They're not getting rid. It's still Smokey... Not the bear. It's just Smokey Bear. Oh, very and, hip for the millennials. Right? And uh, it's an animoji, one of those emojis that you can animate. And uh, it's voiced by a whole bunch of different celebrities. Because for the last, um, like, 12 or so years, it's been voiced by Sam Elliott. Yeah. The mustache man from The Big Lebowski. I didn't realize and... it was actually him. I thought it just sounded like him. And the wild thing about that is they were both born on the same day. Smokey the <gasps> Bear, the original cartoon, was created on, like, August 9th, 1944, and so was Sam Elliott 75 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Now and it makes he's the, the perfect voice for it. He really is. He's a perfect voice for anything. It's butter, that voice. Mm. Um, but they've decided to do a, a few month-long campaign where they say a little bit more than just... Only you can prevent forest fires. The idea is that they there's a lot more to it. Uh, so they got, for example, Stephen Colbert to voice it. Here's a little example of that. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Colbert. Bill on in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. I guess Billy was wrong. We did start the fire. 
That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Cute. I like that. I like it too. Mm-hmm. I hope Sam Elliott does one still. He's still alive. He's still kicking. Oh, I hope he goes back to it because he's got just got the best voice. Try and do the voice, Jen. Try and say that. Only you can prevent forest fires. It's pretty good. Thank you. Only you? you can prevent forest fires. Nice. Yeah, fill out the speculators tax thing. I haven't done it yet. As if you haven't done it yet, you did it. I get. That's this nice is, that they gave you a second chance though, because you completely forgot to. What is it like? Qual- put your. Uh, you just gotta declare. declare and so yeah. they sent it to me, and so I opened it, and I went like this. I'm not a speculator. And then I went to bed. Well, apparently that doesn't count. No, they it's can't like, hear you. It's like declaring bankruptcy. You can't just yell bankruptcy. <laughs> so, but Brian, you, you're you a respectful and uh, responsible homeowner. Did you fill it out right away? I Not right away, but I filled it out. He's Within the deadline? Yeah. Within the deadline, yeah. All right, so I'll go and do it now. It's easy Also, enough. remember that your taxes have to be done by, by the 31st. Yeah, that I haven't done. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> not doing two things in one month. I know, that's a lot. Forget it. Right? There have been more memes coming off this one episode of Game of Thrones yeah. than like any other TV show going right now. It's been a couple so of years, good. so everybody's just kind of firing on all cylinders after this first one. Meme-wise. But I love that elephant one that you posted. It was just fun. Yeah. What is that? Well, what in the show, spoilies, everybody, but in the show, Cersei is the queen of King's Landing in the Seven Kingdoms right now, and she bought an army of people, and she really wanted them to bring <laughs> elephants, okay? And the guy shows up with his I army, and she's like, I where asked. are my elephants? And he's like, sorry, we didn't bring any elephants. You can't put elephants on a boat, duh. You, you lost Jenny at, well. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, she's like pouting that she really wanted the elephants. So all the memes going around is about how Cersei loves elephants. And the meme I did was from The Simpsons. You remember the episode of The Simpsons where Bart wins a radio contest? And he goes and he gets to pick either $1,000 or an elephant, and he picks the elephant, but they don't have an elephant. So then he's outside and he's like, where's my elephant? And then Ken Brockman's on the news, and then he's like, where's my <laughs> elephant? Isn't that what Okay, on? I'm just turning yeah. down the microphone, because Paul has this habit. If I mention Simpsons, I did not know what this had to do with the Simpsons, because I would have avoided this question completely, because every time I ask him about the Simpsons, he will recite the, the entire, entire episode. episode to you, and won't stop. <laughs> Charlotte's on his own phone right now with a sweet bear story. I was on a girl guide trip to Manitoba, and um, we went beluga watching and polar bear watching, and it was the summer, so it was so nice out, and there were flowers everywhere, and one of the days we went to go find some polar bears, we, you know, got about 10 minutes out from where we're staying, and the driver's like, hang on, we got to pull over here, what's going on? And there was a huge mother bear and her cub just hanging out in the road, having a good time. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we got to pull over and watch this little cub, like, frolic around in the fields. And Cute. the mom was just hanging out there and, like, obviously just sort of fed up with whatever the cub was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fed up? Like, looked annoyed? <laughs> oh, it looked so tired of whatever the cub was doing. It was like, this is too much energy for me right now. I just want to have a nap. <laughs> it's like a mom going to the grocery store and their kid is misbehaving. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I think that one of the reasons why bears, like, capture so many of our imaginations is that, like, their mannerisms... And the way they parent and all that kind of stuff is, like, not that far off from feeling very human, but, like, a big, dopey version of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're so relatable. <laughs> so, Charlotte, what time of year was this that you went? Uh, I was in the summer, so I think it was probably, like, June or July. Yeah, because I'm yeah. seeing these pictures right now, too. I was looking at this whole, like, wildlife photographer series um, of a Churchill because... Like we all, I kind of think of like polar bears and Churchill as being just covered in snow and just white all around and everything. But apparently, yeah. when in the summertime, I guess when you were there, there's just these beautiful like pink and red um, flowers that the bears just roll around in and love. And it's really beautiful cool. to see these white bears against this pink backdrop. Is that what you were looking at? Yeah, that was exactly it. And it was it was just these amazing fields of like purple. I think they're fireweed flowers, is what oh, they're whoa. called. 
And so some of them stand like one or two feet tall when they get really big. And so just watching these giant creatures walk through this like giant field of flowers was gorgeous. And that was all a girl guides trip? <laughs> yes. I had to apply. It wasn't just like our unit like going. It was um, a national Canada wide trip. So I met a bunch of girls from like Toronto and PEI and in Alberta and a couple others from Vancouver. Oh, that's so cool. I wish I was in girl guides. Paul, yeah. you got a call this morning, hey? And you had to come in to cover Dylan for a little bit? Yeah, the zoners uh, who were up this morning pretty early would know that I was, yeah, I was here from, oh, 6.20 or so to about 7.20. Thanks for coming in. Oh, hey, my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. But I hear that you and Jason were talking about the uh, Notre Dame. Well, yeah, that was kind of on my mind anyways from watching the news last night and everything, and I wanted to talk to him about it, and he just was yelling and screaming like it really touched a nerve with him, I guess. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is, it, is it the 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 fact that, like, billionaires are donating yeah. for the Notre Dame, and within, like, 24 hours, over a billion dollars was donated That's right. for the rebuilding of the Notre Dame that was destroyed in the fire? Yeah. And a lot of people are, are happy about that. Sure. Right? That... It's going to get rebuilt, but I think there's a lot of like confusion and frustration around that because mm. how easy it was to come up with that sort of money for this kind of tragedy mm. when there are other tragedies in the world that are maybe even more deserving of that money. Yeah. And I think that's where the frustration is coming from. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Um, it is, it is difficult. I mean, on one hand, I do like, I appreciate the, Everything that's around the church, I get it. And not mm-hmm. just that it's a church and that it belongs to the faith and whatever like that. No, I appreciate it as like a monument to like human beings, ingenuity and um, artisticness and architecture. And that's really to me what it stands for as a monument too. Mm-hmm. You know, the people decided to pour all their energies and creativity into this thing. And this is how beautiful they made it centuries ago. Yeah. That's cool. And it means a lot to people, and I understand that as a symbol too. And so to see it, you know, burnt up and all, and messed up now, that's sad. So I get it. people want to see it fixed. Mm-hmm. But a billion dollars? Why do private citizens have to pay for that? Why can't the church pitch pitch in the Catholic Church, who's worth thirty billion dollars? Mm. Why don't? Uh, it's like I don't know. Don't they have insurance on it? I know it's hard to insure because it's technically priceless. I read that today. Mm. Um, Do you know this thing already cost five million dollars just to keep it up to begin with? Mm. They were already doing uh, scrapings to it and, and keeping it up yeah. nicely and, like, fixing it up and renovating it because that's where all the scaffolding was there that caught on fire. Yeah. A billion dollars in a day. Team, what's really important here, team? Mm-hmm. They were going to get around to fixing it. We didn't need to raise a billion dollars in a day, and that was frustrating. I don't know. It just hit me wrong, I, you know? I get that. Yeah, no, totally. And I think um, with that, with someone who has that money to spend and to donate – having that sort of prestige attached to it the yeah. the idea of like oh you know my money is going to help this thing right. that the world cares so much about and there's sort of that feeling that they're getting from giving that money right right and with say hunger or you know war or anything like that well, yes. that's happening they don't get that same it could be Exactly. Let yeah. me let me finish and put it to you this way, Jen. Yeah. Growing up, look at you know, I had to go to Sunday school. I was raised in all of that. Yeah. Um, I always found it very hypocritical, even as a kid, when the whole thing was like, take care of poor people, feed the hungry, mm. do all this, do good for humans. And then it was like, all right, now we're passing around the collection plate because we want to build a bigger, nicer church. Okay. My whole thing this morning, I told Jason, I was like, yeah. hey, just put a tarp over the church for a while now. Most of it is still up. Yeah. Put a tarp. Put a nice tarp. Did you see when they were renovating the um, uh, yeah. Empress downtown there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those tarps were really pretty. They looked like the Empress. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. So tarp technology has really <laughs> come a long way. You can print anything on a tarp. You could make a really pretty tarp to yeah. just put over the church for a little while. There you go. For, for the summer. I just think, can't we just put a tarp over it for a bit? You know, couldn't the Catholic Church spring for a really nice, really big tarp just to kind of put it over it for a bit, not forever, you know, and then kind of we raise the money more slowly and uh, get to it that way. That would be my idea, you know? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So tarp. I go. I, go, I have this 10-minute rant about all these amazing things. Yes. Your, oh, Paul, yeah. Paul t- pipes in, tarp. <laughs>
In Bear Week's past, hmm. we have gone on some pretty cool trips up to Tofino. That's where all the bears lie. You didn't come on that, did you? I didn't go on the bear watching trip, no. But then, so you just outdid all of us because we saw a bear from, I don't know, 100 yards away on a boat. We were on the boat. The bear was on the beach. You were like, oh, I'll show you Joe's a thing or two about what's up with bears. And then you went and met two bears and touched them and hugged them. Yeah, that was weird. Hey, have I ever asked you this? What? How did the bear smell? It smelled like a dog. It licked my face, hey? <laughs> so it, it had the same like tongue as a dog. Uh, what, way bigger? Yeah. Its wow. fur was softer, though. What? It was like a bunny's fur. Like this... really light and really fluffy. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Now I just it want to hug beautiful. bears. It was a yeah. grizzly, right? It was, yeah. His oh name was my Billy. Oh, God. Yeah. That um, was pretty wild. So it smelled like a dog. Smelled like a dog, like a really, like a, bunny. like a really big, smelly dog. That's like a, right. Huh? Yeah. <gasps> and it acted like one too. Uh. It would dig holes in the ground and sit in it, lounge. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Well, you went on a cool tr- tour, though, right? You actually went yeah. on one of those boats and went on a boat and watched a bear. And uh, here is some uh, audio that I took out of the time we were on the boat talking about the bear we had seen with a bear expert that was there with us. All right, so we're on the boat just off of Tofino. I'm here with uh, Hetien, who has taken us on our cool bear watching trip. We did see a bear. It was really fun. A couple of things I noticed was the bear looked like it smiled at me. Also, um, it had a really juicy bear booty. And um, also, it was looked very strong. It was just like one arm in these rocks off the beach. And what was it looking for? Crabs. Yeah, how much crab does a black bear like we saw eat? Uh, probably 10 to 20 kilos a day. That sounds like a lot of crab to me. Uh, it's a lot of crab, a lot of workout. Now, you were saying, too, that there were two ways we could have known if it was a boy bear or a girl bear. What were those ways? Uh, go onto the beach and lift the tail yeah. and ask it. Yes. <laughs> but if it would have had cubs with it, too, that's a pretty sure sign it's a girl bear, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then how fast can that black bear we saw run today? Say I had to run away from that black bear on the beach. How fast would I have to run? On the short distances, they, they're known up to go to go up to 40 kilometers an hour. I can't run that fast. You can't? No. no all right. So what should I do, climb a tree? Definitely not climb a tree. <laughs> so they climb better than you, they run faster than us, they're stronger than us. So yeah. uh, you should look at deep into the eyes, sing a song, you know, and go backwards. Is that right? Sing a song. That's really good to know. Well, thank you very much for your uh, expertise on this. I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Have a good one. I guess this weekend is 420. It's weird that it lies on Easter weekend this time around. It's interesting, <laughs> those two holidays yes. coming together, I guess. Yep. Um, one of the biggest uh, celebrations in Canada is, of course, in Vancouver for 420. Yeah. Which is just kind of started up as like a pop-up event at, uh, what was it, the Art Gallery downtown. Yeah, that's right. And then it recently got moved to Sunset Beach, and that event has just been growing and growing since then. This year, they were expected to have Cypress Hill perform, so they're actually getting performers, and it's kind of becoming like a mini festival. Um, reading more into this, so the city's not very happy with it, and they're trying to get Cypress Hill not to play, because <laughs> apparently they didn't have permits. To allow, like, a music festival-style event to happen on Sunset Beach. Yeah, this has been a pretty contentious thing for a little while now because the organizers show up and they make a ton of money off this thing by renting out um, space for vendors and all this other stuff that happens there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's, like, thousands of people, as you say, like, crowd the beach and smoke their doobies and eat their Doritos and then leave a bunch of mess and then just clear out. And then the parks board has to pay like $300,000 to clean it up mm-hmm. afterwards. And so now, and it's, so it's been a bit of like a back and forth between these two groups. And now the parks board is like, this is straight up bullying what you're doing to us. That, that's what they said. It's like, now you're inviting Cypress Hill down here. This is going to, you know, expand the number of people exponentially yeah. to come down here. We don't want this. No. You know, you're not paying them for permits. Yeah, and I, I get that. Like, not chipping in for cleanup. People, but the people who attend that probably don't understand that maybe and think it's a, an all-around, you know, good a, an event that is, like, put on properly. But I think that if they were to just put it on properly and ask for those permits and put the right things in place, it could be really cool. Yeah. And great. 
but they're kind of sneaking around that. Yeah. It's so. like, okay, pay your permit. You want to put on a rock concert? You want to put on a festival? Yeah. Okay, play in that field then, like you said. Uh, Jen, to me, this just sounds like more classic, super aggressive, angry pot smokers. I hate to go back to that old <laughs> stop stereotype. It, stop it. But, you know, this is what happens. He smokes a little bit of weed. You just get really aggressive. Like a, it's like a growling like pit a bull bear. dog. Yeah. <laughs> no. I can't wait to get all boozed up on a BC ferry. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What a story. Yes. Like, listen to what the people want. What do we want to do? Enjoy a little fresh beverage while we're on our fun boat ride through the Strait of Georgia. That's right. That's all we've ever wanted. Don't make us sneak it in a pop cup. Don't make us bring a flask on. Don't make us... We all buy it. Huh? We all even buy it. Oh, sure. I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Truly. Yeah. BC Ferries will test beer and wine sales this summer, kid. Yeah, it's on selected trips. They're doing a pilot project. Uh, So it's going to be on the... um, Spirit of British Columbia, Spirit of Vancouver, and the Coastal Celebration in the buffet section. Right. So you have to go into the buffet, and you can have it there, and it's on sailings after 11 a.m. Uh, you've posted this um, on the Zone's Facebook page 20 minutes ago. It's already gotten 100 and some reactions and likes and everything. Mm-hmm. One comment that I'm seeing already, though, is people, and look, okay, fair enough. Oh, what? Uh can't, it's like you're going to get people drinking and then they have to drive their cars off the boat. No. Is it? No. No, it's too expensive. No, no. Because if you're not, if you know in your brain already you don't drink and drive, just because you can now drink on a boat doesn't mean you're going to drink and drive. Yeah. If I'm on the boat and I'm drink- driving, clearly I'm not going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. If I've walked on or I'm getting a ride in someone else's car, guess what time it is? Booze 30, baby. Okay, so enough with that. Yeah. Oh, we're going to build a pub that's connected to a road? That's, just, that's essentially what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Get that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool news. I actually was not expecting that at all, that news today. So that'll be interesting. It's starting June 2019. This, I would hope that, oh. this, that they like make some money off of these booze sales. Mm. And guess what comes down? The ticket prices for the hey, rest yo. of us. So the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Gardens have researchers there, mm-hmm. and they were doing a lot of work right now investigating um, how and what they can do to help conserve polar bears in the wild. I don't know if you know this about polar bears, Jenny. Oh, it's a rough time for the old polar bears it out is. there. It is, yeah. It's a rough Real one. Real rough. They are on the front lines of climate change. They are going to be the first and most majestic, um, mm-hmm. maybe not the first, but like the largest symbol- symbolic um Fatality, or or what's that mm-hmm. word? Uh, yeah, if they go extinct. Yeah. It's gone. It's okay. Say goodbye. They're all going to die, and we're all going to be sad about it. Them polar yeah. bears, okay? So they're looking into how they can, you know, what they can do to help out. And so they're focusing mostly on polar bears' reproductive si- systems. Mm-hmm. And so you have to spend a lot of time uh, looking at the poop of the hmm. polar bear. Um, to look into that. Yeah. And so what they do is uh, they feed the bears glitter. What? Yeah. With the food, mixing with the food is non-toxic glitters and dyes so that they can keep track. All right. Bobo had the blue glitter. Uh, Angie had the red glitter. Sparkles had the yellow glitter, right? Yeah. And then when they're collecting the poops up, they're like, all right, this one was Bobo's. It's blue. Ah. Right? So the Cincinnati Zoo has tons, tons, and tons, and so much bagged up glittery polar bear deuce. Oh, wow. All in the name of science. Beautiful. I like that story. Thanks for that one, Pop. As what if a polar gl- bear poop could get any more magical, you know? Yeah. It's glitter it up. I wish they actually did poop glitter naturally. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe then we'd conserve them better. Maybe. Have a good night. Thanks Casualty is the word I was looking Casualty. for. Casualty. There it is. Just go, Jen. Just go. All you right. want to go to boxing. Just go. I'll finish. Just go. <laughs> Wrapped up uh, your little arms there and your yeah, little purple I, things. I never have time to put on the wraps when I go to boxing. It's neat. So I I put them on before I left today. That way I can make sure that I'm there on time. Mm-hmm.
and not spending time wrapping my hands because mm-hmm. it takes a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Neat. Neat little um, performance piece there watching you do that. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, and apparently they stink, right? Yeah, they smell. Do they smell like when you wear a watch and then if you sweat into the watch well, band? maybe it's not so bad. Like watches, the inside of a watch band I didn't wa- have like such a specific sweat smell. Like your wrists have such a specific sweat smell. Do they smell like that? Maybe. I don't know. I should have washed them today, but I forgot. So I'm just, anyway. Anyway. Go. Just go. Okay, just go to boxing class. Thanks bye. for listening. You're Love welcome. You. Love you too. Okay, have a great night. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, Podcast Pal. I'm The Zone's resident geek, Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Brian Boitano. I'm Newshound Art Aronson. I'm fangirl, Kirsten James. And I'm loud boy, Paul Blasino. Collectively, we are nuts about the wide, swirling world of geek culture, and we talk technology. Comic books. Movies. TV shows. Then I say something. And, of course, we bring it to you from that uniquely Zone perspective. Fact. I give it a solid six. Fuck. Nice. The Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen through the zone.fm slash podcast or wherever fine podcasts are sold.